0: The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. So Mr. Schultz, as you know, was in the country with uh, Mr. Trio and they, were, they weren't going to talk about LNG, remember that? That was the commitment. There wasn't going to be any talk about LNG. Well, they talked about little else, except for when they got to the coast of Newfoundland and they talked about exporting hydrogen, liquid hydrogen, to Germany, starting in 2025. Now, we're halfway through 2022. And not one brick has been laid for any kind of plant that would facilitate such exports. Plus, uh, my understanding is that the technology to produce and create this liquid H2 doesn't exist yet. And it's a non-binding agreement. So you have all of those wonderful factors in play. But they weren't going to talk about LNG, Canadian LNG for Germany. And uh, then they did. And Mr. Schultz finally said Germany wants Canadian liquid natural gas. Meanwhile, in Europe, the situation continues to deteriorate. And the winter minus Russian gas, the fears, rise. We also have a situation where The Hague has requested relief from sanctions against Russia because the city says they need Russian natural gas. Others will follow says my guest. And experts in the area of energy security are bluntly saying the Germans and their over-enthusiasm for renewables are the architects of their own disaster. A French member of Parliament this week tweeted almost the identical accusation and told the Germans to fire up their nuclear plants and take care of their people. Oh, well, by the way, there's a ship from Argentina on the way to Germany. Guess what it's filled with? LNG. LNG. Professor Thierry Bro joins us, Professor of Sciences Po in Paris, leading expert on markets, the geopolitics of oil and gas, and energy security. He was in charge of security of supply at the French Energy Ministry and a regular contributor to Natural Gas World website. He's a regular contributor to this program. Thierry, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Do you think Mr. Schultz returned to Germany disappointed?
1: Uh, Well, I I, I don't know because I'm not in his uh, head. But what I know is what markets are uh, pricing this. And unfortunately, I mean, after this meeting, this failed meeting, price of gas reached a record high. Just to give your uh, audience a, a kind of idea, we are paying our gas in Europe on the wholesale market the equivalent of $550 per barrel of oil equivalent. I repeat, 550 at this level. I mean, if policymakers were coherent, they will allow this drill baby drill all over North America and the LNG to be uh, shipped to Europe. Unfortunately, as you rightly stated, the Schultz wants uh, H2, green H2. And by the way, remember, green H2 should be produced under our uh, methodology with wind and solar. And as I'm not aware, I mean, I think Canada does stand above Texas, Florida, and California that are sunny states. So again, uh, we we, we are here with dogmatic people that do not understand the crisis and that are making this crisis worse and worse and making Vladimir Putin more powerful. Remember, Vladimir Putin will close Nord Stream 1 on the 31st of August for three days just to test.
0: And to send a message. Yes. So... This is really stunning. So if you were to convert natu- uh, liquid natural gas in substance, I'm doing, doing it my way, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a mathematician, I have to do it a very simple way. And you were to put it into a barrel with an equivalent amount of oil you know, another barrel. So you pay 100 bucks for the barrel of oil, let's say, for the natural gas you're paying, liquid natural gas you're paying 500 in Europe now. Oh, wow that that's unsustainable isn't it
1: yes it's absolutely unsustainable as I uh uh, warned your audience for many many months we we are heading very very fast into a major recession and again I've been on TV on French TV all day uh, in the last few days because we are in France with even our nuclear fleet we are forecasting blackouts now two hours per day of uh, electricity not available for the French people, for the Swiss people, for the Finns. That's where we are in Europe right now.
0: Wait a minute. You're saying, and you're the energy expert in France, you're saying, I have to say this again, you're predicting two hours of blackout per day in France, in Switzerland, in other parts of Europe, per day, because the supplies aren't there, every single day, winter.
1: Every single day of winter, if we are losing the remaining Russian gas and if uh, the Germans are closing their remaining uh, nuclear nuclear plants and if the French are unable to put their nukes online as they should. Yes, this is where we are.
0: Um, I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned because I read something on uh, BBC News the other day that the British government, and they're reasonably, I think, better off than not—not not great, but a little better off than some of the other countries uh, near the continent or on the continent. But the British government is saying that even people who are in low-income realities are going to have to absorb more costs to get energy to have to, to heat their homes, and people who are in middle class are going to have to spend significantly more. And we had a guest on the air last weekend, Terry. She's a, an Anglo-German journalist, and she said that the cost of, uh, of, of energy in, in Germany now is eight times what it was about a year ago.
1: Absolutely. On the wholesale market, I mean, the gas prices, the electricity prices are 20 times what they were oh uh, last God. year. And, and, and this has to go... At the pass-through system, we may immune our citizens from this, but at the end of the day, somebody will have to pay in Europe, which is either the consumer or the taxpayer. Same person. Yes, it is. Sorry, and I'm the one, Roy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it. You know, we always we always hear politicians try to separate the consumer from the taxpayer. But it's the same person. Governments don't have any money. They get money from taxpayers. Same person. Whatever level of government it is, and they always come to the taxpayer, and it's the same taxpayer. Now, you have said uh, in an email you sent me, there, um, there are two ways to approach this. There's pragmatism and dogmatism. So why, why don't you tell us what the pragmatic approach would be for Germany and for European countries? What's the pragmatic steps they should take now?
1: The pragmatic step is to go in all oil and gas producing countries, Norway, algeria canada the us and ask them and beg them to produce as much as possible as fast as possible to mitigate this crisis from today and the next two winters i remind you that the prime minister in belgium is talking about 10 years of horrible winters and to beg them and to in- co-invest with them and this will help us and not to add the dogmatics to trip The dogmatism to try to say, this is not green, this is yellow, this is blue, this is black, and I don't want this. Well, if you don't want gas from Canada, and if you only want hydrogen, you're not going to solve the uh, European crisis by 2060. This is the conclusion of Mr. Schultz's visit. This is what the market is pricing.
0: Canada has a lot of natural gas. You know that. Yes. We could export it if if we have the facilities y-
1: yes i think we, we 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 should fast track all of this and this is I, I as i always stated on your program this is also a question to allies we need this we need this and we need this now today tomorrow and for the foreseeable future and we have to stop thinking about do we need this in 25 years we are going to need it at least in the next 15 years and once we may not need it if we make our energy transition if we are able to have more green which by the way is not working right now then this canadian gas can be shipped to uh, asia and it will help the energy transition there but as ally we need your help right now and again unfortunately this is not the message policy makers are bringing to your country
0: no they're not and there is a ship on the way from argentina to uh, to germany i think right now maybe france i'm not sure germany or france there's a ship f- filled with liquid natural gas that's on its way from Argentina. There's no way that anybody's going to convince me that we couldn't do the same thing, couldn't do better, should have done better, should be pre- should have been prepared. That was the idea. And here we are. We're selling you the idea that we're going to pr- provide you with green hydrogen in 3 years' time, and there's but it's non-binding. The agreement is non-binding. And uh, I, I I laugh only because it's so silly. And, uh, and the technology doesn't exist. And, and not a brick has been laid for these structures. On,
1: uh, ob- absolutely, on both sides. I mean, neither in Canada nor in Germany. So this is why i'm saying we have the technology of lng we know this we master this we are very good it's a, it's a western technology we patented it let's use it let's use it for the benefit of the canadian people let's use it for the benefit of the europeans unfortunately i think what the market is pricing today is what we call in mathematics proof by absurd so we will see this winter that without gas and with less nuke closed in germany and not properly operating in France, we are going to face not only an extreme severe recession, as I warned you uh, during this program for many, many months, but also we are going to emit more CO2, which is a climate disaster.
0: Yeah, that's true. The CO2 quotient is going to significantly increase. and, uh, And your concern is, as you've been telling the people of France on national television, that if the situation isn't pragmatically dealt with, that they're going to have to deal with several hours every day of no energy. That means no lights, no heat, right? Is that right? No lights, no heat. Yes,
1: there will be a brownout in terms of electricity, which means you won't be able to heat your home or to cook Good or grief. whatever. And 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 this is going to be a completely new. I mean, I call this the Libanization of the European Union. I mean, we will be like countries on the other side of the Mediterranean.
0: Wow. Thierry, it's almost, it's all, you almost get to the point where you don't know what to, what the next question has to be. But you talked about pragmatism, what they need to do, what, the, what the people who are thinking and have, and understand that they have responsibility, what they need to do. And it's not something that can be turned around in a day. But if they're not pragmatic and they're dogmatic, which seems to me points to Germany, what happens then?
1: Well, I mean, as I was alluding to you, Roy, you're giving more power to Vladimir Putin. What Vladimir Putin is right now doing is in fact having two wars one military against Ukraine, but one, another one against the EU. And he will use the weaponization of gas against us because there will be countries that will not be able to sustain this for social reason. You're you're already seeing Hungary uh, moving into Russia to get some extra gas. So Vladimir Putin is going to make us weak and to disunite us because we don't have energy. And remember, energy is the life. Without energy, you're going into recession, you're going into more pollution, and you're making your people unhappy, which is what Vladimir Putin is aiming right now.
0: Now, there are jurisdictions that want to see sanctions lifted because they're so concerned, and The Hague is one of those jurisdictions, and you tweeted, expect more.
1: Exactly. This is, I mean, this is exactly the plan Vladimir Putin had since a year because we've seen weaponization of russian gas since the 18, since 18 months prior to the ukrainian war and at the end of the day if vladimir putin is able to disunite europe and to make the eu an old concept a useless concept he will have one that's also a very important element and he will use all the tricks right now when winter starts and again on the 31st of august he is going to close down Nord stream one north stream one without this i mean the the the, uh, the the saga of the compressor is useless i mean he will decide when he brings this back and it may not come back
0: well it may not come back think about that now why is france experiencing difficulties uh, is it simply because you're part of the uh, the entire e- European reality because you are operating your nuclear plants are you not
1: uh, true, I mean, f- first of all, you must understand that once you're doing, uh, you're, you're, you're building the European Union, in fact, you're moving security of supply from each country to the EU level. But in fact, what you're making is you're making yourself more resilient if everybody plays the rule but if somebody like german doesn't play the rule you're making everybody weaker so that's the first element second element is we have corrosion on some of our nukes and our nukes are only operating at 50% right now and we hope to be able to operate them at a higher a higher rate but this is no guarantee and so russian gas missing Plus nuclear, uh, nuclear in Germany being closed down. Plus nuclear not operating in France. This is equal to eleven percent of primary energy consumption, and nobody has ever witnessed a drop of eleven percent of primary energy consumption in one year. During COVID, when we closed everything down, we only we only quote unquote witnessed a drop of eight percent. So this shows you the kind of magnitude we we are facing
0: we have one minute left here how concerned are you about social unrest
1: i think vladimir putin will play with the social unrest and this is why for example you're saying the fact that in france we do not want to increase uh, the price to household because we, we we want to keep this without social unrest but you've heard in germany and in the uk in other places Uh, Bills are going through the roof, and there will be sort of unrest in Europe. If you
0: want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.